There is a lot of natural gas locked underground in western Colorado, Wyoming, and Utah. Trouble is, it can be tough to get that gas to market. Enter President Donald Trump. The administration is signaling that a natural gas terminal in coastal Oregon that was denied a critical permit under the Obama administration could have new life. Inside Energy's Dan Boyce has the story. 66 trillion cubic feet. That's how much natural gas the U.S. Geological Survey now estimates is locked in the Mancos Shale Formation in western Colorado. The industry thinks there's even more. It's hard to wrap your mind around. David Ludlam with the West Slope Colorado Oil and Gas Association. Even if you're in the industry, it's hard to wrap your mind around. I mean, we haven't begun to grapple as a nation with what we truly have. That shale formation contains 40 times more gas than originally believed. 66 trillion cubic feet? It's enough to power the whole country for more than two years. Ludlam says some companies are drilling in the Mancos right now, but not as much as they'd like. It's just more profitable in other areas and other states that have a direct connection to bigger markets. He means overseas markets. The country's other major natural gas fields all have direct access to terminals where the gas can be converted to a liquid and shipped abroad. The catch, not one of these other so-called LNG terminals is located on the West Coast. I mean, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to permit uh, an LNG export facility on the, uh, in the Northwest. That's President Trump's chief economic advisor, Gary Cohn, speaking at an international finance summit in April. He's talking about the proposed Jordan Cove terminal in Coos Bay, Oregon. Asian countries are needing a lot of natural gas, more than they can supply themselves. I mean, just think of the transport time from the Northwest to Japan versus anywhere else. The Jordan Cove terminal would help the U.S. compete with other gas exporters like Australia and Qatar for that Asian market. Approval for the facility falls to the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, or FERC. Very discouraging to have to fight this thing over and over again. Clarence Adams is a landowner in Douglas County, Oregon. He's discouraged because FERC already did decide on Jordan Cove. They denied permitting the project last year. Twice. Once they lose, they should lose, period. Adams opposes because a pipeline serving the terminal would have to be built right across his property. That's one of the reasons FERC denied the project, saying it didn't justify using what's called eminent domain to force pipeline construction through private land. The other was that there weren't any buyers lined up for the gas at the time. Environmental groups argue there are a lot of other reasons to deny Jordan Cove a permit. Lena Moffat is with the Sierra Club and says Asian countries are doubling down on renewable energy. And this is a step backward. These kinds of long-term investments, new infrastructure that locks us into expanded gas reliance um, are not needed. Unsurprisingly, that investment is exactly what the industry wants. David Ludlam with the West Slope Colorado Oil and Gas Association says long-term contracts signed with foreign buyers are highly desirable. We're looking for a different type of investor, one that can come in and own reserves in the ground alongside our producers and provide a uh, economic certainty, not an economic boom. Industry feels things may be shifting their way. Elizabeth Spomer is president and CEO of Jordan Cove LNG. We've got some momentum. We've got a new administration who's very, very much pro-LNG exports. The U.S. Senate just voted to confirm two Trump nominees to open FERC seats. Both are considered friendly to oil and gas interests. The Canadian company proposing the terminal, Verison, says it intends to refile a formal permit application for Jordan Cove by the end of the month. For Inside Energy, 
I'm Dan Boyce. See more on this and other stories at InsideEnergy.org.